0: Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in Bradenton, Florida, with a very special guest by the name of Riley Trask. Riley, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have it in gear? And are you ready to release the clutch? I'm so ready. All right, we're going to have some fun today. Now, before I give you an introduction, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you?
1: This one was a little hard, because I have a couple little fun facts, but... I've noticed recently that people don't know how tall I am. Okay. I am a solid six foot tall. Whoa! <laughs> yeah.
0: Now you're you're uh, seventeen years old. Is that right?
1: Correct. Yeah. Yes,
0: okay. Well, you like to play sports?
1: Yeah, I actually am a goalie for soccer. Well, perfect. Into going to college.
0: Yeah. Well. It pays to be a little taller when you're a goalie because there's a little less room for those kickers to get the ball through and into the net. So you must be a horror to them when they come up and go, oh, no, Riley's at at the goal post. Yeah, that's exactly it. Very cool. Well, I love this. Well, let me give you a proper introduction because I'll tell listeners I found Riley on Facebook and really proud of what she's doing as a young person to make her way in life, set a course for herself, create a world where she can control things. So what you're doing is very, very cool. Riley Trash started Riley's Rebuilds when she was just 14 years old as a way to earn money to buy her first car. Her dad taught her how to rebuild carburetors and a business Was born. The two of them would drive around Florida on the weekends, buying old carburetors off Craigslist, and she would rebuild them in the evenings after homework and soccer practice, and then sell them online. Riley earned enough money to buy her first car. A Jeep, which of course she's gone on to modify, and her business keeps her in gas money. When a Facebook group about carbs found Riley, her story went viral and her business took off even more. She now produces enough income so that she and her friends can work in the garage, rebuild carburetors, have a lot of fun, hang out, and make enough high school money for everyone's gas. And these days that's important. Gas has gotten pricey and having a lot of fun. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our sponsors. So give them a little love. They're the reason we're here. And we'll be right back. You know, I've been an advocate for Covercraft products to protect my vehicles for decades. But did you know that they also offer you top quality products for your boats and watercraft? Covercraft puts their quality design, manufacturing, and fabrics into their full cover bimini tops, T-tops, boat lift covers, outboard motor covers, personal watercraft, and accessories. Protect your marine toys from damaging UV ray, and you'll get the same high-quality fit and finish you've come to know for your road vehicles for your watercraft. And I've got a great offer for you as well. As usual, use the code ya 21 at Covercraft.com, and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. And you get some free shipping too. Simply use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you on the road and even on the water. Visit Covercraft.com today. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day and he asked me about American Collectors Insurance. He said... While I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy, and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled 224 9324. Tell him you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American collector's insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American collector's insurance. Jim Canova is a past guest here on Cars Yeah, and he's detailed over 8,000 vehicles. And that kind of professional experience leads to innovation. He was tired of uncomfortable stools and creepers and being down on his knees when detailing cars. So as a result, Jim thought, you know what, there must be a better way, and he invented the Bumby Seat. His unique design gets you off your knees and your bum onto a far more comfortable seating position for all your low-level automotive detailing. The Bumby Seat, with its patented full-flat design, allows you to adjust your position to the task at hand convenient side trays hold your car care products tools cloths or a tasty beverage built for the toughest driveways and garage tests the Bumby seat has wheels that roll easily over almost any surface and it makes a great around the home adjustable stool for hobbies yard work or take it to the car show the full flat design makes storage a breeze Jim has launched an Indiegogo fundraiser, and you can get in on the start of what's sure to be an industry favorite. Go to Indiegogo.com and type in Bumbee Seat, that's B-U-M-B-E-E, Seat, to be one of the first in line to start improving your automotive detailing experience Today. That's Bumby Seat on the Indiegogo.com website. And when you're on the Indiegogo website, make sure to take advantage of a couple great discounts that Jim has offered you, cars. Yeah, listeners. Order your Bumby seat today. So, Riley, we are back. So, I want to learn a little bit more about you and your background. First and foremost, starting your own business, rebuilding carburetors at 14. That's a pretty rare thing and then you add the equation of being a young lady which probably makes it a little bit rare although I've had hundreds of women on the show who work in the automotive sector. What got you started in this? Have you always considered yourself a bit of a car gal?
1: No, <laughs> not really. I was around 13 or 14 and I kind of wanted to get into the auto mechanics. I've always been in the garage with my dad, but I never really did anything hands on. I'd be, like, pulling off tape or, like, reaching some bolts that he couldn't reach under the hood or <laughs> yeah. under the car itself. I was like, Dad, I want the craziest car ever. I want a Subaru that slams with, like, crazy exhausts. Like, because in Florida, we either have our highly lifted modified trucks are highly modified slammed cars or you have your old cars and i kind of wanted to get into the slammed category because okay who's gonna pay for it <laughs> i was like you, you, right? And yeah. he goes, no,
0: wrong.
1: You're going to make your own money.
0: Well, you know, this is a really important thing because I did this with my children. And at first they kind of rolled their eyes and go, dad, our friends at school, their parents buy them their cars and say, well, you know, it's better if you earn your own way. You'll, you'll care about that car more. You'll probably take better care of it. It'll mean more to you, but it's really more about learning to be responsible, right?
1: Yeah. I think it was probably one of the best decisions he forced me into. (laughs) And so he made me a deal that he'd match the money I made. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go get a local job. So I went to go get like flyers and forms, brought them to him to sign. And he said, you're not getting a local job that that pays $14 an hour. You're going to go in the garage and get a side hustle. Oh, he could have told me that a little bit earlier. And I was always in the garage, so I liked it. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So he sent me in there. He said, go pick something out. And I saw an Edelbrock carburetor lying on a shelf. I asked him what it was. He explained it was fuel and air and kind of like nuts and bolts. And then I asked how much money it would make if I rebuilt it and sold it. And he said, you would be selling it, not counting all the like, rebuilds and kits and everything for about 300 to 400 dollars i was like oh yeah that's it that'll make me my, my my money early and quickly
0: yeah sign me up again your dad is a smart man and he's teaching you so many things at the time i know it probably felt like well, how come you know you're not going to make it easy but let me ask you this as you've gotten into this business you've been doing it a few years now what are some of the really important things you've learned about the whole process
1: Don't use drills on the tiny screws. (laughs) I've broken so many idle screws and like sent them through the carburetor itself, and that means we have to scrap the entire carburetor. I did it the other day, and it was actually one of the eBay carburetors where somebody sent us their carburetor and we were gonna clean it and send back Oh. and we had to completely replace it yeah and uh but thankfully the guy was super sweet about it like we obviously get the jerks who are like no i want my money back plus an extra carburetor and like kind of like yes it's my fault but there's always the business and the customer work compromise but yeah. he was so sweet about it like <laughs> i can get it to you tomorrow i'll just get a um 720 or 750 and put a choke on it um and he was like yeah that works that's that works for me. And so he was very nice.
0: about I take it what you're learning not only is a skill set, which is a really reliable thing to fall back on, but also you're learning some more important things about business, cost equations, return on investment, uh, investing capital, cost of shipping, value of time. I mean, there's all these components in business that you're learning about. And then the communication part, of course, which is, Probably the most important thing in any career, any life is how to communicate well with people. Of all these things, are there some that were a little tougher for you to learn as you went through, aside from (laughs) don't use drills on fasteners on a carburetor?
1: Probably the whole bullying on mine kind of situation. Obviously, a 14-year-old is not going to take mean and harsh words right. Like, Mm -hmm. they're going to take them to heart. Yeah. Um, I've always been pretty confident in myself and everything, but sometimes I'll be nervous. I don't know everything. I say it out right now because that was one of my fears when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I don't know everything about an engine. I can't, like, I can point to you and tell you what most cars are, but people are going to catch me up. And I've had people come to me and try and stump me and then rub it in my face once they do stump me. And, like, that was always the scariest thing that, like, I didn't. I'm like I didn't understand that I was in the garage. I was doing the work. I was understanding things and I'm still learning things now. And it was okay for me to not know everything about cars and not be a super fanatic watching car shows 24-7, going to multiple different car shows a week, like maybe doing one car show a week or balancing the life out of cars, social, sports and school.
0: You know, this is an important point. We hear about bullying, online bullying. And of course, we see this in social media. My gosh, it's rampant. I call them keyboard warriors or people that are really brave behind a keyboard who would never say that kind of thing to somebody's face. We hope not, at least. How would you advise other people? And and this goes for older people. I mean. I don't get too much of it, but in my early days of podcasting, I was learning. I wasn't that great at it. And some people said some harshful things. And I still remember some of those words. I'm a grown adult. I'm, you know, I'm an old guy, but it still kind of hits you. It's like, well, gosh, why do you have to say something like that? I've learned to just ignore them and uh, click off goodbye. I'm not following you anymore. You're not following me. But how would you advise, let's say young people or anybody else who has a challenge with that? How did you work through that? bullying and poor communication skills from others who aren't as skilled as you are
1: so when i blew up one of the first ones my dad looks at all the messages because there are like the creepy men who are like i'll be your sugar daddy and there's the marriage proposals and all of that so he looks through them he we go through the comments together and um, we were on the road and he showed me this one and this guy was going off about it was Daddy's money in Daddy's garage and a monkey could build a carburetor. And he, it was a solid, like, five-paragraph essay. Um,
0: (laughs) What a life. What a bad life he must have.
1: Exactly. And at first, I was like, I'm going to shoot back. I'm going to be, I'm going to be so much tougher than him. And then I was like, wait, like, why would a middle-aged man be on a computer at seven in the morning just trying to, like, Harp a 17 year old. How sorry is their life that, that is, that's what brings them joy? That's great what,
0: question. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So then I responded to him Good morning. Like, you assumed a lot about me. I read all my comments, and everybody learns from somewhere. Yeah, my dad has worked very hard for what he makes, and he has gone from the very bottom to where he is now and is teaching me life lessons. Then I ended off with, I would love to see a monkey build a carb grater. I would definitely pay for that.
0: (laughs) I would pay, yeah. They would make a YouTube page.
1: (laughs) (sighs) That would be amazing. And so, kind of, that was the only one I've really answered to because that was the first big one. And that one was getting kind of popular with likes and everything.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so, I kind of felt like I should use that chance to tell people that that's not going to hurt me. That's not going to get me down. And it's kind of just. Like, you have to feel sorry for them. You do? Yeah, they're rashing out words for some reason. Either it's projecting or um, you're stirring up a memory of their childhood or something. And you just, you can't fire back because that's going to lead you down that hole. And that's going to give the reaction they want. But if you take a step back, get somebody else to look in on it. Like, I got my dad to look on it and we typed up a very polite, very kind of, nice, sweet, funny, like, 17-year-old response.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, your your dad's very smart. Obviously, he cares about you. I have a daughter. I'm very protective of as well. And uh, that sounds like a, a great response because uh, it's like arguing politics with somebody. you ne- both sides are never going to win. They're both going to lose. It's a it's a no win proposition. And I love the idea that you ended with some humor. I'd love to see a monkey build a cooperator. Right <laughs> Send me a video. it'll go viral. Uh, but yeah, sadly, there are just people in the world that are that way. And I ran a business for years where we had a call center and you'd get once in a while somebody on the phone that was just going off. And I always taught my people on the phones there, just listen to understand and then ask a simple question and see where it goes. And usually you could talk somebody down. Sometimes not. You finally just have to say, well, we're, we're not the right company for you. Why don't you call our competitor? Here's their phone number. <laughs> And send them off. Send them right, off right. that way. Well, you handled that really well. Now, do you primarily work on Edelbrock carburetors? Yeah. So, obviously,
1: Edelbrock got their carburetor four plans from Carter. So, we will get a bunch of Carters in. But it's been Edelbrock since I was younger. And now that I've been in contact with Edelbrock, I wouldn't want any other, like, holly or... Um, different carburetor group. Edelbrock's been great to me, and Hollies are just, there's so many different configurations of a Holly carburetor that I feel like it'd be way too difficult for figuring out which one to rebuild, which kits, whereas Edelbrock, the kits are the same for every single carburetor, and almost every single carburetor looks the same, and I know them like the back of my hand.
0: Yeah, that brand is pretty phenomenal. I had a past CEO, Don Barry, as a guest here on Cars yeah. He invited me out when I was doing Cars yeah television show back in 2019. And we did a series, an episode at the Edelbrock headquarters when they were in California before they moved. And uh, Don walked me through. We had a great day. I met another gentleman named Kurt Hooker, who had been there for 50 years working at Edelbrock. He was about to retire. So I had him as a guest. Uh, that brand is one of those I've, I've met Vic Edelbrock back when he was alive, when I was vintage racing, both of his daughters. In fact, one of his daughters, Christy, uh, did a really nice thing for my daughter when she was a little girl. We went to the races, and she she set her in a car, and she gave her a hat and signed the hat and said, you go, girl. Uh, Christy Edelbrock and, and Paige thought that was so cool. But Edelbrock is an amazing. Now, I understand that you and your dad just came back from Edelbrock headquarters. How did that all occur?
1: Uh, it was amazing. I um I didn't know what I was gonna see when we walked in, and as soon as we walked in, they had a brand new huge banner. They had a photographer and a videographer waiting for us, um, and they op- They welcomed us with open arms, wow. and I got to see the whole manufacturing process, but also I got to see the whole marketing and business process. And I've always kind of be- been set on what I want to do in life. I wanted to go into law and politics, but now it's a little bit different. I've always <laughs> loved marketing and business. And going there and watching it in action has made me kind of realize that that is what I want to do with my life. Wow. Yeah, they were so sweet and so nice. Um, they were like, if you ever need anything, give us a call. Talking about marketing and the process between like the relationship of Elbrock and I. And then they um, gave us one of their pre-public, so it's not out yet. Carburetor. Whoa. It's um, a new VRS carburetor. It's for now street racing, hot rods, and race cars.
0: Wow. How cool is that? Well, you know, this is really fun. And what again, it's a testament to Edelbrock, a company that's been around for so long, that they embrace new people. I mean, they see somebody obviously in you, uh, not only an interest in their brand, but a potential employee, perhaps down the road, unless you just continue to develop your own brand and business. And you go down there and you do a a collaboration with them. But that's pretty darn cool. Uh, Congratulations. That must have been fun.
1: Oh, it was so much fun. It was a blast.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Well, we're going to take a short break and thank our sponsors. and we come back, I want to ask you a little bit about mentors in your life and challenges. And we're going to talk cars, too. I know you love cars. So we'll be right back. Sit tight. And uh, don't use power drills on your carburetor because you cause some problems with that, okay? Take it from Riley. She knows. We'll be right back. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market driving And grow that includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market so come with me and join us on this journey and be sure to use the code cars yeah when you subscribe and they'll give you ten dollars off boom linkage geared for the automotive life subscribe today at linkagemag.com you listeners know i've been into car care my entire life I am so excited to team up with AutoGeek in 2022. AutoGeek.net has been a leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, and expert knowledge for more than 20 years. What started in 1997 as a mail order catalog company has grown into a multi website based e commerce store that they are today. With a large online presence on its own website featuring close to 100 different brands, AutoGeek has grown to be the largest car care retailer. In the country. AutoGeek's wholesale program serves accounts in over 30 countries and its retail sector ships worldwide. Go to AutoGeek.net for the best product selection on the internet today and their stellar technical support. AutoGeek.net. It's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's AutoGeek.net. If your car started today, well, thank a tech. If that truck delivering your goods today got to your home or your business, thank a tech. If that airplane you rode in took off and landed safely, and if that boat you're riding in arrived at the dock safe and sound, that's right, thank a tech. One thing the pandemic has taught us is that great techs keep America rolling. They are essential workers, and we need them. Support career and technical education by getting involved with TechForce Foundation. It's a Cars Yeah charity of choice. Learn more at techforce.org today. So I like to ask my guests about what I call driving inspirations, people who are mentors, influencers, people who helped you move forward. You're a very young person, but still no doubt you've run up against some people or a person in your life that's really helped you move forward. Who would that be? That
1: would this is going to sound cliche, but that would probably be my dad. Of course. Yeah. I wasn't super big into the car community, so I could never like place a driver or somebody very specific. And my route is a little bit different, so I could never be like, that's who I want to be when I grow up. But my dad is, he is a car junkie, but he also balances it out with his actual job. And it's just been a hobby for him. It's something just fun. And he, sometimes I don't want to be in the garage or sometimes I don't want to do (laughs) carpet. And He pushes me as parents do. And like, that's probably the best thing I could ask for as a parent, even if I don't want it at the time I look back and I'm like, that, that was a great parenting choice.
0: Well, you don't get to choose your parents, but uh you do get to decide whether you listen to them or not. And you're a smart young lady because obviously your dad cares very much about you and he is giving you life lessons. You know how fortunate you are because not every kid has a parent like that. Sadly, uh, many parents uh will just ignore their kids or let them do whatever they want and... We all know where that ends up because we've had friends that are like that in our lives. So kudos to your dad. You're very, very fortunate. I want to talk about a big challenge or what I call a failure or or an obstacle, something you've encountered, come up against that's kind of pushed you back a little bit. But more importantly, these things teach us really valuable lessons so we can move forward. So uh, walk us through one of those in your life.
1: So with the carburetor business, I haven't really had a big failure just yet thank goodness, knock on wood. Um, I stopped the carburetor business once I had finalized my Jeep, and then I got into a car accident with Dagny. That's one of the girls that works with me, and completely totaled her Honda. Oh, no. And uh, I had to pay about 10 grand, and that's kind of what got us back into the carburetor business. But that one was a bit of a challenge, because at the time... Carburetors in Florida were not popping up on Facebook Marketplace or eBay as much, Um, and it kind of grew like, I'm not going to be able to continue this business, Um, there's not enough carburetors, and that got me down pretty quickly, and then at that time, I tore my labrum in my shoulder and blew my shoulder out, and so I was out of the garage for a bit, I, I didn't want to go back in the garage. I didn't, like, I was in bed because a big thing in my life is sports and soccer. So I couldn't do anything. I couldn't drive. I couldn't go places. So it was really difficult to get back in the garage. And So that's where my dad comes in, my number one supporter. And he kind of pushed me, um, got me back in there. And then I got all my friends in there and kind of found the love again for cars and carburetors. That's not really, I don't know, that isn't really something too bad or too step back.
0: but I mean, serious stuff here. A car accident, which is frightening and scary, and then having to pay for the challenge there that was created, Uh, that's a big check to swallow, a big gulp uh, to repair, and then hurting yourself physically. Well, thank goodness that didn't happen in the car accident. But interesting way to get you pushed back into the business, but it sounds like you found a way to re-energize the concept of the business by bringing your friends into the business. So are you hiring friends to help you, build? Are You've you got employees now? Is that what I'm hearing?
1: Yeah, um, kind of. So my friend, so after the accident with Agni, we both, so in Florida, there is the double fault law. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter who hit who, you both have to pay. And so she was paying a bit and I was obviously paying a lot. And she had a subway job at the time and her parents We're like, we're going to take care of it, but we want you to pay us back, which is obviously like a good parenting choice. Like you don't give out a couple grand to a child just because of a mistake. And she was freaking out a bit and she's like, I need to get this money. I need to pay phone bills. I need to pay car bills. I was like, okay, why don't you just come into the garage? Like I wasn't, I wasn't having a social life because I was in the garage so much. Another thing was, I miss you. Like, when can you come out and hang? Like, why don't you just come into the garage, make some money, and we can talk? And so that's kind of what happened. Was she came in the garage and we would talk about boys and drama, um and listen to music while we were making fifty to sixty dollars an hour. So yeah. it was, it was a good win-win. Well, and then,
0: isn't this funny? You became the mentor to her. Yeah. 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 Wow. Paying it forward. You know, this is a wonderful story. I mean, it's just absolutely fantastic. And no doubt any of you very young listeners are out there listening to this being inspired. And you just heard what she said, making 50 to 60 bucks an hour. What? Uh, That's better than (laughs) flipping burgers or making sandwiches for 14 to 20 bucks an hour, which I can't believe they're paying that right now uh for making for doing that simple job but uh this is a such a cool cool story uh again really proud of what you're doing this is fantastic and no doubt having people work for you has taught you some other things as well i suspect
1: yeah it it was a bit of a challenge kind of figuring out payroll like obviously <laughs> they're my best friend yeah and they all came into the garage and i was like i want to pay them all the money but um as a as a business owner, there is the whole financial shipping boxing kits all the all the different kind of money sources. So my dad kind of had to teach me how to like to properly and correctly pay people, how to not like underline them and how to not overpay them and that was a big one money financially um and figuring out where it goes that was a really big part of it yeah. and then kind of figuring out the balance between all of our socials like the girls are our house is always open to the girls so they'll come in and be like yo go to the garage <laughs> like okay bye um, and they'll jump in for for 10 minutes and get a quick fifteen dollars um, because with us our process is if you break down one carb you get fifteen dollars if you soda blast that's another 15 if you rebuild that's 15. there you go and you can break down five or six to seven in an hour um, if you know what you're doing and you're quick
0: yeah wow
1: and so they would jump in and grab some
0: this is very cool learning all about cost of goods return on investment um yeah the operating costs of running a business this is tremendous what what life lessons so let's get on to cars because it, when i introduced you we talked about this all started because you wanted a car of course as we all want when we're, we're 16 same thing happened to me when i was 14 i told my parents i wanted a car and they said we well, better get a job because 16 is two years away and i started detailing cars and that's what paid for my first car. I want to learn about your special vehicle. Is it that Jeep that you got?
1: It is. Yeah, it is. Um, And what is that? What is that car? It's a 1995 YJ. It's a manual and officially now it is um, a Jurassic Park Jeep.
0: Oh, okay. So it's mimicked after the Jurassic Park movie, the the theme. So is it colored that way? And And all that?
1: Oh, it is an exact replica, except for the number. My favorite number is 8, so obviously we had to put an 08. But I joined this motor pool that's um, a Jurassic Park motor pool. So it is... um, I'm not copywriting anything, but I can still um, bring my car to movies and i can get into universal for cheaper if i bring it there and other things so it's like getting kind of around the copyright
0: yeah yeah well another smart thing there because as your prowess and your um persona gets known more and more out there yeah you want to be careful of copyright laws because boy they'll come after you uh very very quickly for sure well that's very cool what is it about your jeep that you like so much
1: i love that it's manual oh well good Um, for you (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I wasn't wanting a Jeep at the time. Like I said, I wanted like something quick and small. Like slammed a Subaru. Mustang <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, something crazy. But my dad was, I don't want you texting and driving. So that's where the manual came in. If you wreck or flip, you need to be able to be safe mm. and it not crumple like a newer car would. So when I got into the wreck with Dagny, I paid 10 grand because I completely totaled her car. But paid zero dollars for my car. It was completely okay. It's a solid tank, and so it it's a great first car. It doesn't go above eighty miles per hour. Um, manual doesn't have all the like weird technology stuff in it just yet.
0: Distractions.
1: Yeah, has a nice radio. Actually, I fried that, so we're getting a new radio. <laughs> um, one of my favorite parts of it, though, is we have a soundboard and a sound system that does all the roars and all the Jurassic Park theme music. Oh my gosh! With um, a
0: couple of the quotes, that's cool. You're having some fun. Well, I did the same with both my children. I required that they learn how to drive a manual, and their first cars were manual cars. And in hindsight, uh, they all have appreciated that. And they were both. They said, "Well, I'm the only person I know in my school that can drive a manual." You know nobody else can drive. Yeah. And I said, well, no one will steal your car because uh, they can't drive away. In it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I primarily as a parent was for that reason that they had to focus on the driving and not the phone and the radio and all that other stuff that can distract you these days. So I'm going to be your car psychologist here, Riley. I'm going to get into your head just a little bit. This is a unique question. I bet no one's ever asked you if you were reincarnated pun intended manifest as a car now this is important that it's not what you want to be because we all want to be some cool sexy sleek neat sports car this is more (laughs) about me and me included but it's more about how you perceive yourself as the young woman in the mirror who you really are deep down inside what would you be but more importantly why
1: Okay, I have a little bit of a funny one with this one. All right. You know those death trap, really tiny smart cars?
0: Oh, yeah. I saw one on the freeway the other day.
1: The, the two-seaters? I I feel like that would be me. Okay. I feel like that's kind of, I, I look at those and I'm going, yeah, that, that and that's a spirit animal right there. That's a spirit a car.
0: spirit car. Okay, now this is, that's an interesting, no one ever used that term, spirit car. So why is the smart car a spirit car for Riley?
1: <laughs> no, I kind of just thought of it as that. You don't see many of them. Right. Um, I haven't seen one in a while. I would say I'm kind of crazy and rambunctious. Okay. So that kind of interlocks with the yeah. death trap <laughs> aspect of that car. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of it's kind of cute and like yeah, fun. different, I guess.
0: Yeah, unique yeah. and different. Okay, that makes sense. I think you answered that the right way. Yeah, I saw one on the freeway the other day, and I just looked at that thing. I've seen them ever since they came out. But I went, why would you want to drive that on a freeway? Because a semi-truck was going by. And I'm like, that truck would run over you and not even know it hit you. Yeah, crazy, scary car. But fun little deal. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've never driven one, but I think it'd be fun to drive. I just don't think I'd want to be on a freeway with a bunch of fast-moving big vehicles. (laughs) So, uh Nice nice way you handled that one. Very well done. That can trip some people up. Now, I typically ask people how they like to give back and help others. You've pretty much answered that by inviting your friends over, offering them an opportunity to set their own course, employing them in a respect, giving them the opportunity to make their own money. And and that is, you can't do anything better than that is help people set their own course. So I want to jump ahead to great books. Is there a a great book you've read? And this will be interesting from a young person's perspective of what's out there today to read. I mean, do you enjoy reading? And if so, is there a book you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, I am a fanatic reader. Awesome. I have an entire library in my bedroom. Love it. A lot of it is fantasy, sci-fi, kind of those kind of books. One of, like, the go-to books I say is Shadow. Again, it's a fantasy. It takes place in a kingdom with knights and all that. And it's about a woman who wants to take over the kingdom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why am I not surprised?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So super empowering, like... Feminine, feminist kind of book um, with the whole fantasy switch up. Obviously, there's romance, comedy. It's just kind of been one of those go-to books that I say when people ask me that question because it has been my favorite.
0: tell you, reading, uh, my wife is avid. She consumes books. Both my children do the same. And uh, boy, that's why they're so darn smart. Way smarter than me, that's for sure. So good thing to be reading. So I'm going to have some fun today. We're going to enable you to buy, actually not buy, I'm going to provide you any car in the world. I'm going to buy any car in the world, park it in your driveway. You can go on a lifelong drive, and you can take anybody with you, even somebody from the past, or in this case, maybe, based on the book, fantasy character to enjoy the ride with. So what does the ultimate drive look like for Riley?
1: All right. So I would want to grab Ellen from The Ellen Show. Okay. And I would want to take her... I think I would stick with my car. Oh, okay. I yeah, I would probably take her mudding. Like <laughs> mudding, <laughs> rock climbing, mudding, like full on messy, everywhere in the hair, on the clothes. Yeah. Um and yeah, I feel like that would that would probably be a really fun time.
0: <laughs> Sounds like it. Very interesting. Well, I appreciate you not requiring me to buy you a car. That's awful nice of you uh, because some of, the, <laughs> some of the cars people ask for are very, very expensive. Uh, but that's a unique answer for sure. But I'm not surprised having gotten to know you a little bit better here today, Riley. You've taken us on a fun ride, and I can't tell you how proud I am of uh, the young person that you are and what you're doing with your life. You're a great role model for so many people in the world, specifically young people who think that, you know, I can't do something like that. Well, know what? You can. Riley did it. You can do it too, and she's showing you the way. Before I let you go, could you share maybe some words of inspiration, a success quote, or a mantra that might inspire others listening today?
1: Yeah, I would probably say that old cars aren't scary to rebuild and that the younger generation should definitely look into getting into them. They're way easier to work than new cars are, um, way cheaper and way cooler.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Very well said. How can people learn more about Riley's rebuilds? So
1: just look me up on Facebook. It should be the first one that pops up if you look up Riley's Rebuild. And if there's any you want to talk to me about if you have a carburetor or anything um just send me a dm on facebook
0: all right i'll have people do that and for people that want you to work on their carburetors is that the best way for them to approach you and contact you yes okay yes right
1: now facebook
0: okay great awesome i'll put a link to that on riley's show notes page on the car show website Uh, this young lady is a, a great great inspiration for so many people I can't tell you how much fun this was to get to meet you and learn more about what you're doing. I want to thank you for sharing your experiences to our listeners. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This was fun. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun.